You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show. Hello and welcome into the Watling and Owen Show here on a Tuesday, December 19th. Matt Watling, Luke Owens. That's right. And today, Matt, we pay our respects to the 2023 New York Jets. RIP officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, they were kind of eliminated, you know, two, three weeks ago. But Longer the official, yes, but the official elimination came on Sunday. Matt, how will you most remember the 2023 New York Jets? I'm going to try to not remember it, uh, to be honest, Luke. It was not a fun time. You, you, you know, if you want to give like a real postmortem, you know, the season you can kind of break it down into before the bye and then after. And in the sense of that before the bye, you finish at three and three. You're developing Zach Wilson. You're pretty excited. And then after, you lose a ton of games straight. You're non-competitive. Your coaching staff stinks at this point. Right? You're being outcoached. You're being outworked. It's It, it got really bad. And, and there, it just feels like a repeat of last year. So I don't really remember it fondly. I don't remember it negatively. It just kind of feels numb to this point. It feels like last year. It's funny you brought up the coaching because that was something that really stuck out to me. I mean, they're facing a Miami team that was without Tyreek Hill. Um, obviously, Miami needed the game very badly, but I thought the Jets would at least put up somewhat of a fight. I know I took the Dolphins, but that was – I'll be honest. The Dolphins was kind of a spite pick. Like, I had them written down as my sixth pick, but once you picked against the Bills, I was like, I'm taking the Dolphins. Worked out um, great for me. I, I did not think it was going to be that easy, and you could tell they weren't prepared – um, the, the fake punt was atrocious. I mean, the fake punt right up the middle into nothing was tough. I like the effort. Um, I don't like the effort. I think you could say you like the idea, but not the effort. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Sure, fake punt, but maybe don't like run up the middle when you have no blocking. Well, I think the theory is that if those guys that plugged up those holes weren't there, and you don't really know until you snap the ball if they're going to run back or go for it, then you have first down. Right. But also, right. you, you like what your defense does. Do you want to give them an easy score? And, and that's what you did. And once it got to 10 nothing, the game was over. Yeah, and all that for naught, honestly, because, you know, it, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, but, you know, the Jets don't get the ball over 50 until the second half. Trevor Simeon has to come in for Wilson, who was dehydrated, hit in the head, whatever it was. I think he got a concussion um, later in the game, too. Yeah, it, it was a bad day for Zach Wilson. And not to his fault. I mean, often I texted you, like, this offensive line, it was... I, they could probably be charged for first-degree murder with how they protected Zach Wilson. I think there's evidence to show that they intended to to get him killed. Not really, but like it was rough to watch. I felt bad for Zach, honestly. Coming off that game against Houston, I was like, I don't think he's going to replicate it. He didn't really have a chance to replicate it because the, the Dolphins were in the backfield you know, within two seconds, which is especially surprising considering you know the Dolphins had so many injuries on defense. You know, Phillips is out for the year after popping his Achilles at MetLife. Um, they were without Jalen Ramsey. I think they were without a couple other starters on the D-line as well. So uh, a rough showing for the Jets and kind of a fitting way, I guess, for their season to end with just not a lot of effort. And I don't know if it's not effort. I don't know if it's a coaching issue, but it was it was an ugly sight. And, and Luke, I texted you during or yesterday, I think it was. I have a Jets take. And it's, it's not much a take as I am resigned to an idea that I fought for a long time. Okay. I'm I'm good with this coaching staff. I'm good. I'm good. I like Rob Sala as a person. He seems like a great man. Every time I hear him speak, it, it makes me smile. Like he just seems like such a nice guy that you want to like have a beer with or go out to dinner with. But I'm I'm good. You, I'm not demanding for their head. He's not going to get fired. 
They could lose out the rest of the way. They could lose 30 nothing the rest of the way. They're not going to get fired. You're going to give it two more years with Rodgers, which we'll get to you know, in a little bit with Rodgers wanting to get another year out of this beyond next year. And then if nothing good happens, then, then you clean house. But the amount of times that they've been just completely outcoached, not ready to play, fall apart. I mean, I'll, I'll look at the games here in a second, Luke. Like You can pick out which games you just didn't show up for. Dallas, you got destroyed. You couldn't even keep it close. You didn't show up for that game earlier in the year. Um, the two games against Miami, two division rivalry games, you literally do not show up for. They did. They, they literally did not exist in those two games. Like they they weren't there, right? Um, where else are we here in this? The Chargers game you don't show up for a winnable game. Chargers stink. You don't show up for that one. The Raiders game your offense is non-existent. Like you've blown four or five games and you've been embarrassed in them. This is coaching at that point. And we can say, oh, yeah, the O-line stinks. Zach Wilson's not good. But at some point, just figure it out. So I don't think you need to fire Sal. I don't think he will. But I'm not, you're not going to hear me defending him anymore because I just I can't do it. I can't do it. Now, Matt, I don't know if you saw when you said this, a little smile crept to my face because I, this is where I kind of wanted to go today. And I thought I was going to receive a lot more pushback from you because I, I have before. Like every time I bring it up, you're like, you know, they don't have a lot to work with. It's Zach Wilson, this, this, and that. Um, but yeah, I think the coaching has been bad. And I look around the NFL and I look at what, you know, Steichen has done with the Colts and what uh, the Vikings have done with O'Connell, what Kevin Stefanski has done with the Browns, like with backup court, with Joe Flacco, who was with the Jets last year. I don't know. I mean, this, uh, here, here's the pushback. Can here I blame the, the O-line back. for that? Sure. Is that allowed? I mean, the Browns are down three. Plus, like Joe Flacco did you put can up blame 300 plus yards with the Jets a couple games. Yeah, I mean, he beat the Browns that one game, that comeback. But, like, th- I knew you were going to say that. But, like, the Browns have three starting offensive linemen out as well. So, uh, it's not exactly like they're, you know, have the greatest offensive line in the world either. Um, and I think actually a very comparable team if you look at. But you who know, they, they played the Bears. Let's, let's be real. Okay, fine. But they've won. They haven't lost with Joe Flacco yet. You're right. I bet on them a bunch of times, too. They beat the Jaguars. That's a nice win. I mean, they might be frauds at this point. But but my point is, like, I don't understand why, you know, every backup quarterback seems – not every, but a lot of backup quarterbacks have seemed to work with different coaching staffs, but the Jets haven't. And I don't even know if that's necessarily all on Salah. I think it's – they were the Jets were put in a really bad position with Rodgers demanding Hackett because it works with Rodgers because he can do whatever he wants. He can switch plays to the line. But, like, I I really don't think Hackett himself is all that good. But is he that dumb? Is he that much of a inept hack? He uh, might be, but like, he, he, but he's been in the league for so long. Like, is he that? Is he that bad? Is he that dumb? He did things with Blake Bortles, right? Like, yeah, for like one year. Yeah, but that's something. I don't know. I mean, I guess they ran the ball that entire season. I just, I don't know, man. I, it, it almost feels like the Jets are cursed. And and look, Zach Wilson's not a real quarterback, right? Like. Joe Flacco at least can run an offense, right? Zach Wilson's special. He needs to be put in, in a special position to be special, and, and the Jets can't seem to do that. Interesting. But, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really know where you're going with Zach Wilson as special, so I was kind of just along for the ride there. No, like, he's a special talent, <laughs> but he also doesn't can't play quarterback like a normal person. Okay. I think we need to just eliminate the word special from this conversation because it was I don't know why you're it was getting like a little that. dicey there. I don't know why you're taking it like that. 
you just said he's he's special. He needs a little help sometimes. Yeah, he needs his his skills need to be fostered in a in a positive way. Like Sean McVay, I think he'd be special, fine under Sean yes. McVay. I think he'd be great under Stefanski or Kyle Shanahan. But he needs to be pushed along. He can't just do it himself. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Look, there's a lot of bad pieces to the Jets team. The offensive line hasn't been good. Uh, the weapons aren't great. The quarterback play obviously doesn't help. Um, and yeah, I think coaching has to definitely come into effect, but let's be honest, the staff isn't going anywhere. They're going to be here next year, which, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it looks like Aaron Rodgers uh, won't play this year. Um, he's not a hundred percent, which isn't it kind of fraudulent that he's like, Oh, I'm going to play Christmas Eve. Oh, Matt. Oh, but then Matt, he says, Matt. I'm actually not a hundred percent. So like, why are you going to play? Like, why would you play if you're not a hundred percent? It's stupid. This isn't like I don't you. Think... This isn't like an injury to your to your non-throwing arm. This is like your ankle. This is this is your Achilles. This is important. Like we saw it with Kevin Durant when you're not 100% and you're playing on a on a bum leg, you're going to hurt something else. Your calf will pop. Your ankle will break. I don't know. Something bad will happen. Like why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Do you do you think that Rodgers ever actually intended to play football this year? I I don't know. I I, I, I don't feels at this point it. like a giant ruse like a you know, this way McAfee keeps me around and I'm still interesting and I'm still in the news cycle. Because let's be honest, like, when's the last time you heard from Joe Burrow? You haven't heard a word. Like, guys that get hurt, you don't hear from them until the next year. But with Rodgers, he gets hurt and now it's like, how do I stay relevant? How do I stay in the news? I do my week with McAfee. I say I'm going to come back. I say I'm going to be the, the quickest ever. And then, you know, he does some practices. So, like, I think in a way he kind of did prove, like, you know, I, I practice, you know, the one-handed interception rumor. Who knows? Haven't seen a video of it yet. Um, but I really think this was just a ruse to keep himself relevant, which that's what Rogers is, man. Like he has an ego. We all do, but he, he certainly, uh, likes to have his, uh, ego stroked a little bit in the media. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to, okay. yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm just it. trying to have a conversation with you and you're like, yeah, okay. I just, like, I, honestly, I really just don't care. I, okay. I, I don't mean it like, like you can have your take on it and, and, and the thoughts on it. I just. I'm I'm good. Like I I don't care. Here's a take, Matt. You want to take? Yeah. I don't think the Jets are a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers this year. See, that was something I wanted to, to talk to you about, and I forgot to write it down um, in the rundown. But I I mean, if we want to break out like the win loss win loss loss win game reversed, you know, I certainly do. All right, so let's see here. Let's. Are we counting the wins as wins, or do we have to go back into yes. those as well? Okay. No, the win. The wins stay as wins. All right. So like, the losses no... that they have here, uh, yes. they're losing to the Cowboys week two. Right. They're beating the Patriots, so that's one win right there. Are you beating the Chiefs? You lost them by three. And on the last I... drive, Zach Wilson fumbled. I say yes. All right. So that's two more wins. I, I'm going to say this though. I'm not completely sold. They would have beat the Patriots. But uh, really. Voodoo devil magic, man. I don't know. They just never seem to beat him. So am I, am I giving them one win out of those two? Is that what we're doing here? I am. You can do what you want. You're such a fraud. How am I a fraud? I'm giving my opinion. You're such a hack. Okay. Whatever. Um, are they beating the, are they beating the chargers? Uh, it I mean, was, here's for the record. The score was 27 to six. <laughs> yeah. But at half it was set 17 and three. It's not great. <laughs> but also, one of the touchdowns they had was no. Never mind. I was going to say one of the touchdowns they had came off a fumble. But they fumbled. Well, it's hard. Here's the hard thing about this argument, Matt: is we have to think, would the defense have been better with a complimentary? It would have, yeah. 
um, let's just keep it at one and two for now. They're beating the Raiders, though, right? Yes. All right. The so I'm giving them three. You have them at two. They're not beating the Bills. They're not beating the Dolphins. They're beating the Falcons, right? Yes. So you have them at three. I'll have them at four. And, and I still think the... they lose that Dolphins game. They're losing both. They're losing both. Yeah. So you have them winning three extra games, which brings them to eight and six. So the Bills, they're right there. And I'm, and I'm counting them as a playoff team because I count the Bills as a playoff team. So there yeah. you have it. I mean, I think that, you know, right now they'd be eight and six. They'd be in that mix. I mean, there's four eight and six teams right now. Okay, and but then they're playing are... the Commanders, Browns, and Patriots. And I imagine they're being the Commanders and Browns and Patriots. I don't know, man. The Browns are playing good football right now. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, whatever. Fine. They're, yeah, I mean, I guess then the. I, yeah. I think I think we're both in the same spot, but you're just kind of saying, I, I believe the Bills are a, pay, are a playoff team based on the eye test. Whether they make it or not, I don't, you know, I don't know. We'll get into it later. We have all the, the remaining You're still schedules. putting, you're hanging the banner up for the Bills. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they are a playoff team. Playoff team. Same thing with the Jets if they, if they had Aaron Rodgers. Playoff team. I think what I'm trying to get at here with the Aaron Rodgers thing is there's is, a lot to go with this team. Yes, there, there's a lot Very of things. Incomplete. Yeah, there's a lot of things that need to be added for them to be where they were supposed to be this year, which was Super Bowl contender, right? Like, I don't think either of us are sitting here saying this is a Super Bowl contender. And obviously, there's you know there's things you could say like, oh well, look at the AFC right now; it's the Ravens, and then it's kind of a, a big muck. So you know if but they're such a big step back to the Jets. If you want to break down like what they are, like they're not at the level what the Jaguars should be, right? At the at the Jaguars' best, and, and what you know, take away the last three weeks. Uh, like they're not close to what that team is. Yeah. Offensively. They're so inept. And I guess the question is, what do they do? How do they fix the offensive line, which every single offseason they haven't been able to? Um, and then from there, you know, what weapons do you add? Are you actually going to go out and get a Devonte Adams or is it going to be, you know, trying to draft one of these rookie receivers or making a smaller type of move? You know, what's going to be the deal there? I think, you know, you have to hope Lazard maybe is more effective with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback as well. Um, so maybe he can slide into your wide receiver three, but I think they certainly need another pass catcher for Aaron Rodgers next year. I think you go kind of two ways about it. Isn't Orlando Brown? Doesn't he want to get traded or something? I right? Know, Wasn't that I mean, a big thing? I thought that was in the see, I, You either spend. I now has good offensive line, so I'm out of the loop with the uh, disgruntled ones. What was that? I said my, my team has a good offensive line now, so I'm out of the loop with the uh, disgruntled ones. Yeah, your, your offensive line is so good. Well, it is. All right, sure. Um, Sacks allowed. I don't know oh, if you no, saw Orlando how Brown's they ran. A four-year deal um, this past March, so never mind. He's not. He was disgruntled at one point. All right, my point being. You're thinking of Dwayne Brown. Yes, no, 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 I'm not. Stop yourself. Stop, stop. <laughs> please, for the love of God, please stop. My, my point was going to be, you either spend big money on an, on an O-lineman, completely rework it, and then you draft a receiver or you put money into a receiver and you draft a lineman. I, I, I'd almost rather overspend on linemen because we've seen Jarlos draft them and he's not very good at it. So go out there, get a premier te- offensive lineman. And they're not bringing back Mekhi Beckton. So you have to replace him too. So you really need two linemen. And then hope for the best you have something left over to go find a wide receiver. Which I think they can yeah. do because they found some nice pieces. You know, there's been some nice second, third round wide receivers. You might as well you know, acquire a bunch of them and see what sticks. It is so crazy. Offensive line development. I don't know who gets the credit. If it's GMs, if it's offensive line coaches, 
Um, but like, I look at what the bills have done and it's been pretty incredible. I mean, obviously Deion Dawkins, it was your cornerstone and like, that's huge having a left tackle that, you know, is that good. But then, you know, they drafted Torrance this year who was slotted in really nicely at right guard Spencer Brown's now in year three and he's developed really well at right tackle. And then you have your veteran center and Mitch Morse and then Connor McGovern, you picked up this off season. Um, and he's been pretty solid. So like the bills kind of did it mostly through the draft and then added some supplementary pieces, but Unfortunately for the Jets and kind of the Giants in the same sense, if you look at a guy like Evan Neal, if you miss on those high draft picks at line, that's where things get really sticky because you want to hit on one of those so you don't have to overspend, so you don't have to – because good offensive linemen are seem to be really hard to find, especially when you know a lot of guys are getting injured. And you know what the Bills have had this year is consistency. And the Jets, unfortunately, due to injuries and other circumstances, have had no consistency. Yeah, I mean the Jets have had like 12 different offensive line setups over the course of like the first 15 weeks. It's bad. I I wonder if it is more coaching than not, or maybe it's scheme. Because you look at the Bills, and McGovern was like mid with the Jets. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. He didn't help the, the line get better, I would say. And with the Bills, like he's been really solid. So it's interesting to see the, that kind of dynamic between him as a Bill and as a, as a Jet. And I also think, you know, when you line up next to a guy like Deion, he's in between Deion Dawkins and Mitch Morris, who are, you know, two of the better offensive linemen in the game. So I wonder if that helps a little bit too, just knowing like I'm not really going to have to face a ton of pressure from the sides. I just going to need to worry about the guy in front of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it for the Jets. But, you know, Rodgers does make it sound like he wants two more years, which is a good sign, right? Like it gives the Jets a little bit, not more time because they want to compete next year, but it does maybe give them a little bit of, you know, breathing room. Yeah, it does. If you had them for one year, then you then it's scary. But at least with this, the two-year, you know, opportunity, you say, okay, let's say we screw up this year. Let's say someone, you know, it's a it's a missed call. You, you know, you, you sauce trips and falls and they score a touchdown in championship game, whatever. I, I, I pray that's what happens next year, that they can get into the playoffs and be in the AFC championship game. But it's, it's nice to have that wiggle room and, I just I don't know how excited I can get for next year, Luke. If I'm being honest. I, it just this season hurt so bad. So quickly. I think you'll I think come August training camp, I think you'll be This is this team needs a lot of work for me to get excited about them. Yeah. There's potential Are you worried at all about like Garrett Wilson and Sauce just like losing it, or do you think Rogers back will will keep them? I think Rogers will help them. And and I think they like like I think this defense has impressed me because it hasn't really turned on the offense yet. And like we're almost at the end of the season. You know, yeah. so that's kind of impressed me that like the defense seems to be sticking together. The team seems to be sticking together. I, I guess that's the, I don't know. Maybe I just when you're the playing your back funny. quarterback, you just kind of feel like it's over. Yeah. No, I, I understand the frustration, but I thought the clip was funny where like Garrett Wilson was screaming and like Rogers was, it was like kind of to, to Rogers. And then Sala was in front of them, just like blankly staring ahead. <laughs> it was just like, it was just a funny scene. Yeah. To see. It was like, it's tough. I mean, Sala has been put in a tough spot, but. I don't know if he's necessarily helped himself either. No, I mean, um, he hasn't really. No. Let's talk about a good team, Matt. The Buffalo the Giants, Bills, oh. who you picked against and lost by I'm a sucker. points. I'm a sucker, Luke. I I just I, I thought the points were nice. I think the Cowboys are a decent team, but you know what messed me up, Luke? You know what really messed me up? What's that? I forgot how much of a phonies the Cowboys are on the road. Yeah. It's a problem. But look, um, I, I – I think what makes up for it is the fact that I've been saying the Bills are going to win the, the, the Super Bowl. They're my Super Bowl pick. They're team of destiny. I claimed it three weeks ago. So whatever happens, happens. I, I, I hope they do well. I hope they win. Luke, I'm rooting for you. I, I'll feel sorry if they don't. Still doesn't feel like it. 
I feel like I sound very sarcastic. It doesn't feel genuine at all, and you're like you're doing a little smirk thing. So no, because can... I, I think because I ge- I generally want you to be you'd be happy, so I want them to do well. And when I look at this game, and I, and I see what happened, you know, this is a Bills team that we haven't seen before, and that's what I think would scare me if I am an opposing team that sees them in the playoffs because they've never been the team to run the ball as well as they did. They ran the ball almost fifty times on uh on Sunday. That doesn't happen with the Bills teams. That never happens. And I, I think having that aspect of it for this offense to be able to control the clock and keep your injured defense off the field in the playoffs or wherever makes a huge difference down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a team better than them in the AFC right now except for the Ravens. And, I mean, it's been so impressive to watch them run the ball and to just let the O-line just move downhill, move bodies. Watching... Uh, I, I think you sent it to me, maybe, the the Orlovsky breakdown of how the Bills attacked or didn't attack Michael Parsons. That was just super impressive. And, you know, for Joe Brady, maybe it wasn't rocket science, but for him to just realize, like, hey, we can just do this thing all day long is it, really impressive. And I think something the Bills maybe didn't have in Ken Dorsey, that ability to adjust. Um, and Joe Brady kind of talked about, you know, the game plan's there, but it's also meant to be, you know, adjusted as the game goes on. And to see those adjustments in real time, um, is is really cool and really encouraging. Like you said, we haven't seen a team like uh, we haven't seen the Bills run the ball like this at all, unless it's Josh Allen running. And now, you know, Josh Allen's saying, I feel like the kid in class that, you know, doesn't do anything in the group project, but still gets the A. And that, that's what the Bills did. They kind of gave, you know, Josh Allen almost a game off and just let James Cook. Look, we've got horrible news. Oh, no. Newcastle gave up a goal. Oh, no. Tragedy. It hurts. Pains me. Now it's a, it's a 1-1 draw. But getting back to the important stuff, Luke. Is this an elimination game? How uh, this is this, uh, the quarterfinals. So the PKs? Uh, I think you go golden goal first and then PKs. I don't know. Or classics, okay. not golden goal. They do classic. Okay. So um, I don't know. I don't care. I, I do care. But unless they lose, then I don't care. Um, no, but going back to it, like when you look at what they can do for Josh Allen to take the pressure off him, like he only really he, – he ran the ball eight times for 24 yards. Like he didn't have to do too much and it just, it's so impressive. Like you don't see this team ever do that consistently run the ball. And you know, when I look at the the Cowboys, they just look lost. They looked so lost. They tried to force it too much. Like Dak wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. So it just, it was really impressive on the Bills team, like all together. And and I I really hope, like I want to see them make the playoffs because this is one of the best seven teams in the AFC by a wide margin for them to kind of miss out would be so disappointing. And James Cook is is so good. I mean, I mean that needs to be said. He has been incredible. You know, I feel like ever since that fumble against Denver, which was only the second fumble of his career, and the first was his first carry. I remember it well. The first carry of his career, he fumbled, didn't see the field much the rest of the game, was kind of the second fiddle to Devin Singletary the rest of the year. And then for him to, to take the reins back after that fumble against Denver – um, and he had another bad drop, which is tough. He's had like three of them this year that would have been, you know, touchdowns, but he kind of made up for it with the rest of his play. So to see them playing this brand of ball. And then, I mean, I got to shout out the defense too, right? Like it's, it's obviously the offense was great, but like, you know, McDermott has really devised a pretty solid game plan last two weeks against really good offenses in Dallas and in Kansas city. And to a certain extent, the Eagles until the second half. Um, and he's got these, you know, Taylor Rapp's now playing safety instead of Micah Hyde. And, you know, I think Razul Douglas, by the way, was a great pickup at the deadline. They now have a good corner. 
Um, CD Lamb was basically invisible until the last, you know, garbage drive of the game. So the defense deserves some credit too because they're getting to the quarterback, which is huge. Uh, Daquan Jones is uh, practice window was opened up, which if he can come back and plug the the defensive tackle position, that gives you two great defensive tackles. Like it's, I, I feel it, Matt. I feel the tides turning. I and I, you know what? I felt I was like the moon in this situation. You know, like when the moon kind of like pulls the tide that's right like the the title ups and downs right it's like i was the moon yes. i was pulling it along i was pulling it whether you want it or not luke and uh i was gonna ask like was the has the biggest difference been for this defense the the, the front the front you know pushing that d-line yeah that's what it is i mean terrell bernard's been great at linebacker but and dodson's filled in actually you know pretty pretty okay for matt milano it's hard to replace him but uh, you know, Dotson's actually been really, really good, which was something I really didn't expect. Um, but yeah, it's certainly Russo and Oliver, uh, and then Leonard Floyd somehow finding it as well. Just getting to the quarterback, creating that pressure, taking that pressure off. And this, I'll be honest, like this defense doesn't have a lot of weaknesses right now. I mean, I understand, you know, you'd love to have Matt Milano, but you know, Christian Benford and Rasul Douglas are both top 20 ranked cornerbacks on pro football focus. And if you can get Micah Hyde back and healthy, which it's looking a little questionable. They, they're talking about putting him on IR, which would really be tough. Um, but that's kind of their one weakest weakness right now is Taylor Rapp at safety, which I, I'll be honest, man, I can't stand him. Like I, I, it's hard for me to not stand a guy, but he runs around like a chicken without a head. He's always head hunting. He had the penalty on Dak early in the game. Um, he, he scares me. The, the emotions, the, the late hits and stuff like that, I don't love. But you know, if that's your only weakness, hopefully that's something you can clean up. Yeah, and it's it's a safety. So what are you gonna, you know, it's not like it's a corner. It's not like it's a D lineman. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, you know, I don't want the after the whistle stuff. It's a, yeah. the Rex Ryan era PTSD. Yes. I think this team, I, honestly, Matt, right now, I like their chances to win the AFC East. Wow. I like them a lot. I mean, let me ask if you a the question. Bills, the Chargers, or the Patriots, they should be relegated. Don't look at the Jets' schedule in terms of who they've lost to. Yeah. Do, I know, do you but, think there's a better chance they win the division or win a wild card berth? I think the division feels way more likely at this point because the wild card, you need so many things to go right. You've already lost to the Bengals. You've already lost to the Broncos. So that doesn't help you out. And I just think when you look at Miami's schedule, do you, Matt, do you see the Dolphins beating the Cowboys and the Ravens? No. They might like lose They're going to drop. They might both, lose the both. They're certainly going to lose at least one of them. And that opens you up to all you have to do is take care of business against the Chargers and the Patriots. And then week 18 – that that's it like that's for the division and you're in that spot and with a chance to to beat them and win the division so I, I really think the division is your best player right now get that home playoff game which right now might be against a team like the browns which like you know then then you're really starting to, to think and dream a little you bit. can beat the browns exactly that's what i'm saying you you can like, i think they can beat any team in the in the, in the uh, afc the way they're yeah, playing and, now who's beating them seriously other than the niners who's better than the bills Look at the way they I run think, the ball, the way they play defense, right? Yeah. Like when they're at playing at their A game and, and you expect them to do that the rest of the way and into the playoffs, I don't think there's a team that can beat them other than the Niners. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think the Ravens are the one question mark just because they, they haven't, the Bills haven't played the Ravens. I don't think since they met in the playoffs and that was kind of a weird game. They had to pick six off Lamar. So they haven't played them in a while. So I'm not sure how that matchup would go, but like we've seen them beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Jags game was in London. Jags were there two weeks. I, th- I think they can beat the Jags. 
And then Miami, they already beat them once pretty handily. If they can beat them again, then I'm very confident. So, yeah, I mean, it's weird. We're talking about the ninth team in the conference right now, but they might be, you know, the the favorite to go to the Super Bowl if they can if they can sneak into the dance. I, I wonder if there's math where they could reasonably make it so make a wild card spot too. So they're behind the Bengals, Colts, and Texans, Luke. It's they need they need to win out essentially. The the, Jet, the Bills do, and they would need two of those teams to lose one game. Yes, the Bengals play Pittsburgh, the Chiefs, and the Browns. They might and lose I actually two. Saw, they might lose two, be- two of those games. I believe if Houston loses one game, the Bill or I forget, or if the Bills win out, I believe they would get the tiebreaker over Houston. Right now, Houston has it in conference win percentage, but the Bills play all AFC teams. So do the um, te- so do the Texans. Oh, I don't know what it was then. There's one team that if they, I don't know what the, it was. The Colts, maybe. I don't know. The Colts Someone play Vegas, Houston, and Atlanta. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. But, I don't know. I mean, the Bengals are going to lose it to the Chiefs or, or the Browns, in my opinion. Like, I, I see that happening. And then for the Colts and ooh, for the Colts and Texans, they play each other week 18. So one of those teams are going to lose. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, if you win out, I'd be pretty surprised if you don't get yeah. in. The question is going to be if they lose either a fluke or lose to Miami – can they still get in? And and that'll sort itself out by week 18. We'll know, you know, if you win, you're in, if you lose, you're out, or it's, Hey, both these, both the bills and the dolphins are in. It just depends who's home and who's a wild card team. Right. Um, but let's move on to the giants. Really we, have briefly. To. we don't really have to, but again, another pick that you were in love with made it early. Um, flopped. Yeah. As I warned you. Uh, Derek Carr, man. You know what the big difference is? The giants defense couldn't turn over Derek Carr, which is hilarious to me. This is a defense that had 12 turnovers in the previous three games, all wins. They had six turnovers against the Commanders and three against Green Bay and New England, and they couldn't turn over Derek Carr once. And, and that was the big difference. And they couldn't get the run game going. The defense for the Saints looked really good. And, and when you're playing complimentary football like the Saints were able to, it just it hurt, man. It was it was. Did ugly. you buy too much into the Tommy DeVito hype? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> I think it was more like I'm on the, the, the Saints hate bandwagon, and, and I just got lost in it, you know? Oh, I'm with you. I mean, I went on the rant last week. I hate Derek Carr. I hate watching him play. But, you know, he played pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, but kind of saw it coming with the Giants, to be completely like this, honest. Like, I didn't think it'd be this week. Yeah, maybe not this week. Um, It's going to be tough now. I, I mean, might have Eagles. another look-ahead pick. Oh, boy. When are we doing the show on Thursday? I don't know. Are why. we doing a show on Thursday? Let me see. Oh, it's up to Matt whether we do shows. Are you able to do a show? Yeah, I'll be around. All right, so maybe I'll save it, but I might have a pick on the Thursday night game. Ooh. And I think you know I, where I'm leaning. Oh, yeah, I know where you're leaning, of course. I'm I'm in a rough spot here because there's a game I like, but I keep betting against this team and I keep losing. So I think I need to stop. I don't know who you're well, talking I guess, about. Well, I pushed last week. That's the Cleveland Browns. Oh, you like the Texans. I just I keep picking against the Browns and they keep winning. Yeah, that know. was that was a huge cover for me because now I'm only back. Uh, let's see, I'm only back two and a half points of you, so it's still anyone's game. Yeah. Um. Do you care? I, I know you you talked about this before the show about the story about Tommy DeVito raising his uh his appearance fee from ten thousand to two thousand or twenty thousand. No, this feels like a real Sean Stellato move. Knowing knowing uh, what I know about him, was I right or was I right about him? You were so way? right. He's such a, he's just like, he's just, he's a clout chaser. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't get it. Like, just be the agent. What are you, what are you doing? 
Yeah. So now I guess for the Giants, it's like, you know, can you play spoiler to the Eagles, I guess? But like, it's like you're also helping the cow. I don't know. I, I feel like that was the last kind of gasp for the Giants. Yeah, like, it was. Where their fans were excited and it was a winnable game. And now it kind of feels like they might just lose both of the Eagles, lose to the Rams, and just go away peacefully and get a nice draft. The, t- the tank is back on. Also, Luke, yeah. I know you were asking for it. The Newcastle, uh, it goes right to PKs. Wow. This is a fagazi way to so end the game, I would like to say. That's why you're so distracted. Yeah, sure. It hasn't started yet, but yeah. Quickly, let's do some Knicks talk. Yeah, I love um, it. And Knicks tape. So I, I had a take about the Knicks Ooh. that you disagreed with and you agreed with. No, I'm saying I oh, had yeah. to take the Mitchell Robinson take. It's been like proven true, but then false. It's kind of weird. So they obviously they lost the Jazz, but then they beat Phoenix and Jalen Brunson. I mean, one of the best games I I think I've seen like an individual player have in a while. Like he was so locked in, fifty points. He shot nine of nine from three. He shot seventeen of twenty three from the floor. I mean, incredible performance. Nine assists as well, and they routed the Suns, uh, one thirty nine to one twenty two, which is really impressive. But then they turn it around. Um, and the Clippers hang, uh, I believe it was 144 on them. Yeah, they lost 144 to 122. And then last night, they turned around and win 114 to 109 against the Lakers. So a very up and down 2-2 two and two road trip so far. They, they're still on the road technically tomorrow, but they're in Brooklyn, so they're back home. Um, what do you make of this road trip? Because there were times where it felt like my, my take was true, the defense was bad. But then, you know, you have the Brunson performance, and then you beat the Lakers yesterday. And I think for the Knicks, you kind of you, – you walk away feeling pretty good about 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, you, you definitely do. And, you know, looking at that Phoenix game, they were down to them for a decent part, portion of the game. And it was like that late third quarter, fourth quarter where they just took off. And it feels like Brunson does this every couple of weeks, just dominates a game and takes it over. And he's been a literal superstar for this team. So I feel like – the defense has certainly struggled. You know, 109 to the Lakers isn't terrible, but they're also not a super star-studded team, right? Like LeBron's getting up there in age a little bit. Anthony Davis isn't a guy that's going to give you like 40 every game or, or any game, really. So I, I think the defense will continue to be a problem. But if they can beat up on the bad teams, then you're fine. If you can't do that and you lose the good teams, then you're really going to struggle. And You've got to just stay afloat. And right now, you know, you, you said, Luke, maybe they're going to drop into the play-in. I could see that happening more now just with how good certain teams have been around them. But if they can be, you know, maintain a 60% winning percentage, like that's a nice little stretch for them to wait until, you know, Mitch Robinson comes back. Is it over for Newcastle, man? No, it's 2-1 right now with uh, okay. with their their guy taking the, uh, the second kick. Um, so I, I still feel good about my Knicks take. Um, but I will say, I think, I'm be honest, he, the oh, magic. He missed. Oh, no. He just missed. He just kicked it out of bounds. <laughs> you know what? I got to – no one even cares. Forget it. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares about how Newcastle's doing in whatever fake championship they're playing. Carol, um, your team was in it, and then they lost because they stink. Yes. Um, yeah, they're, they're in third in their table, though. Where's, uh, where's Newcastle? Uh, I think they're seven or eighth, maybe? Yeah, do, you want to look, exactly. do you want to look and tell you, or do you not care? No, I don't care. Um, so the the magic, I think, are going to start to fall a little bit, which helps the Knicks. They have a brutal schedule in December. I mean, whoever did this is is just they wanted me to to, to cry. Um, and the Knicks, you know, they, it doesn't get easier for them. They got the Bucks twice coming up, um, but it's going to be close. I, I think my take is going to be very much on the the razor edge of the Knicks either being like fifth 
or fourth or dropping down to uh, seventh and playing in the playing game. So I'm I'm not completely confident in my next take, but I think it's going to be coming down to the wire. Yeah, I agree. I also think Jalen Brunson is just uh, he's stuck. he's got to be I mean, an all NBA player this year. He's been so good. Yeah. He's been everything this team needed and more. The way he's developed his three point shot or continue to 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 use it as a real asset and a tool has been so impressive. Um, but they bring back Taj Gibson. Like, that's exciting. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, Brunson's shooting forty six percent from three. Like that's that unheard is of. Stupid. And he's shooting more threes than he ever has in his career. So it's not like he's going one for two. He last year averaged four point seven threes per game. This year he's averaging six point seven. So two more threes and five percent better. It's awesome. It's really and, and cool last year he was great too. Um, and I think Randall has really stepped it up too. I think he's feeling more healthy now. So I, I, I still like this team. I wasn't trying to diss them with my take. I just no, think- it's, it's an honest take. Like Mitch Robinson is such an important player to this defense. He changes the way that you, you get more possessions when he's on the court. Right. Um, our last story of the day, Matt, we're, we're talking Q's football. Again. Oh yeah. We're talking. We might Q's be the number again. one, the biggest fans of Syracuse football. Yes. Um, and they made a huge splash, huge splash um, over the weekend. And they brought in Kyle McCord, former Ohio State quarterback, led the Buckeyes to an 11 one record. Uh, one year of eligibility left comes to the Q's. I don't like what you put on the rundown. Couldn't go anywhere better. Like, no, this is this is the place for him. Man. Is this the place to be like, is this just going to be a cool place to play? <laughs> it can be. It can be a really fun place to play. It just hasn't been that in a while. Yeah, I think that, you know, the dome is when you can fill it. It's a fun place to play. Um, you know, the winters are tough, but somehow Fran Brown has convinced these guys it's going to be it's going to be fine. It's going to be fun. And, you know, they've got four stars coming in every single day. It feels like uh, they got Grant, the safety from Buffalo to transfer over, who I think is an absolute stud and one of the second best pickup of this recruiting cycle there. I think they were ranked 16th in uh, portal pickups. I believe was the number going into yesterday. So Fran Brown's building something here and it's, it's exciting, man. Like I haven't been excited about Syracuse football since, you know, the Eric Dungey year where they won 10 games and this, you know, it feels great. It's, you know, obviously, you know, championships aren't won in the off season, but I mean, I, it's so weird seeing kids posting, like having hibachi and Lamborghinis inside of the carry dome being like, this is awesome. So like, what, what are the Lambos doing there? Like you just take a picture in one. Like, how does that work? See, I was thinking that too. It must just be a picture, but like, they'd be cool if they made like a track around. Like, but you like, know, they're just. I'm supposed to be impressed that you just got like a local dealership to just like drop off a car for an afternoon. I think that's a fair. Am point. I am I a hater for that? No, you're not a hater. I like, like Fran Brown a lot. I like him. Yeah, and I, the one thing in the back of my mind, Matt, and I don't want to really have this conversation yet, but it's going to happen once the season what starts. Is like. Coach? Yeah, can he coach? Because I've seen plenty of coaches do the recruiting, do it great, and then it's like, well, they. But what if you have to develop? What if his specialty is recruiting, right? Like, what if he develops good good coordinators that are the you know the guys that do the X's and O's thing, and he's just a really good recruiter, a good guy, a good motivator, and all that stuff? Because was was Dino Babers a really good coach schematically? Was he a great? Uh, he was you know, supposed to be. I, I think he honestly wasn't that bad. If, if we want to break it down, like. The way he the way he used Garrett Schrader when he didn't have a shoulder to throw was impressive. You know, does does the injuries to Schrader kind of change how you feel about this season being only a six win season? Yeah, I mean this the 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 letter of the law from Wild Hack was seven wins, and you have to think if Schrader's you know has a shoulder, they probably can win seven games. Yeah, but so, I also do yeah, think Fran I mean, Brown 
is an upgrade in the sense that you're getting better talent in here. And yes. you need that. You needed some some juice to this team, and you, you, you have it. And that's why I don't want to have the conversation because I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he's a bad – like, no, I think you're exactly yeah. right. I think his strength is going to be I bring in the players – now the question is, is his staff going to be good enough on the X's and O's? And I, and I hope that it will be because that'd be really exciting because like I, I think of a guy like Jimbo Fisher at A&M. It's like every year, number one, number two recruiting classes. But they always flopped because the guys didn't buy in once they got there. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's different here because, I mean, Syracuse is certainly giving some NIL out to these guys, but they're not giving A&M levels of money. So there has to be some sort of pride with these guys trying to bring something to Syracuse. And again, they're, you know, they're 17, 18 year old kids. They might get here in a, in a year, they might all be gone. Um, but so far, man, I'm impressed. No, so am I. I mean, you get the four stars, you get a couple of fives. Like I think McCord is so important to this team. If he can be what he was at Ohio state solely because he can kind of provide some actual structure for this next year. And if he goes out there and plays well and they win eight, win eight games, now you've got those recruits that you are going to stay. Because they are fun and big. And, and I guess the one concern is the NIL money and having them transfer out, kind of like you you mentioned, Luke. But, I mean, then the idea is, okay, if we lose some guys, we'll just get some guys back because I'm that good, you know, in the portal. True. So yeah. it's – obviously you'd like to have these guys stay for four years and, and grow together, but it's just the reality of college football. And I was a little bit surprised at McCord coming to Syracuse. I don't know what kind of offers he would have drummed up. I just – I said that in the rundown. He couldn't go anywhere better, and now you're bringing this yeah, up. Yeah, but you said it – I, well, I, my question is, did he not have anything, or does he really think that he could he could be something? Here? Like what is so like from what I've gathered, he wanted to be guaranteed a starting job, and Ohio State wouldn't do that for him, so he left. But you can't tell me that like Mizzou, like I don't know Missouri, they they were good this year. Is their quarterback a senior? No, I think he's got one okay. more year. I mean Georgia, does Georgia? I'm sure Georgia. I mean they just lost their five star recruit to Russia. Carson Beck. Carson Beck's coming back. Was well, he? Is he good? Is he better than McCord? Yeah, I like Carson better. Okay. Yeah, he's better. Than, okay, so McCord. I like, don't know football. You know this. He. So no, you know football. Not like this. I don't expect you to know like the Missouri quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I think McCord's very good. I don't think he's great or elite. Like I don't think he's even an NFL prospect. But like just to have like a a guy that can throw the ball well, I think it would be a nice improvement for Syracuse. Yeah, and I imagine like. What, Ohio State was this close to going to the national championship, you know, playoffs with him. Yeah, I mean, the worry is, you know, Ohio State has the best wide receiver prospect. Yeah. Um, and you know, Abuka is also up there. Kyle, uh, Cade Stover is one of the best tight ends. So he had a lot a of good weapons. Line. So I guess the question, yeah, and the question will be, can he be as efficient with lesser weapons? But he's also playing lesser opponents. Right. Should we do a yeah, win-loss that, win-loss game? They have a very easy schedule. I know it's it's actually a cake. Like, I think I was looking at it too because I want to go to a couple games this year, and like that's kind of what sucks because I was like, should I get season tickets? And I'm like, these home games are pretty yeah boring. <laughs> you get Kansas, that's exciting. Is that yeah? A thing? Oh, I thought it was UConn. No, Army. you get Kansas. Let's see here. I'm going to try to pull it up here before we before we head out. No, we don't have Kansas. What are you, I'm looking yeah, at you right do. now. We don't have Kansas. No. Am I thinking Kentucky? Ohio Army reports uh-huh. Syracuse football to host Kansas in 2024. Five days ago, bang. Oh, so are they cutting Holy Cross? I guess maybe here. it's gonna. You know, you know how my computer works sometimes. Because right now they're um, non-conference. Ohio Army, Holy Cross, and UConn. 
What would make the most? Oh man, Mike. Okay. What would make the most sense is that it replaces the Army game as Army is joining the AAC and therefore revamping its schedule. Yes, okay. that's what I did here. Yeah. Cool. So you you get that you get Stanford. You get Stanford. I think. Miami's fun. Holy Cross, UConn, Georgia Tech. Miami's fun. That's a fun game. I still might buy in. I might, I might be all the way in. All right. Save a ticket for me. I'll yeah. come up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about what's going on. I think we're, we might be a Syracuse podcast. Yeah, we, I think we have to. Because of you, fun. you were like, I want to talk about Syracuse. I do. Like, I'm excited, man. Like, it, it's fun to see them be good and, ex- and fun and exciting. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of phony because when I, you know, when I lived up there, Luke, I would kind of root against them because it was funny. <laughs> but now that I'm not in the, in the, in the scene over there, the sports talk scene, like, I want them to do well. Like, let me, Show some pride to my not really my school. But I mean, it kind of feels like ever since you left town, they're now good. So they could. Oh be yeah, indicted. six and six, real good this year. Same thing as last year. I mean, <laughs> the recruiting has been good since you left. Yeah, they're like Matt Walling's not in town. Come play for us. Honestly, that, that's a good point because you know, as you know, my my two weeks of Taco Bell experience, I I tanked the entire uh, Oswego you know market for for transfers. That's right. Um. You tanked our show too, Matt. We're going to end here just because you tanked. So what did much. I do? Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Leave, uh, you're great. You're great as always. Um, but we'll be back Thursday making our NFL pick. So no early look ahead for no. Matt today. You thought about it, though. I did. Thursday night. I think, think I know where he's leaning. We'll see if he picks. Saints-Rams is a, a big game Thursday. So we'll see if Matt picks it. Uh, we'll see if he can gain ground on me after my huge wins over him this week. Um, after he dared pick against the Buffalo Bills. Um, But that'll do it. He's Matt Walling. I'm Luke Owens. We'll see you guys later this week.